Good morning, Vietnam. We're going to just get right into it. The Federalist Papers. Renegade Tim. Supreme. Talking the about. Fe- the dude, Renegade Supreme would be the the name of the, the Declaration of Independence signers if they had a name for themselves. Oh, wait, wasn't it the Confederation of there was the, Independence uh, or something? The Articles of Confederation. Come on, man. You got to know your fucking history. Dude, right? I, it's been a long time, and I always hated history. The articles dude, of- I know all this science-y weird <laughs> shit, but I don't know history, dude. So was- I just know the Founding Fathers <laughs> were some bad motherfuckers, dude. It was, uh- they were like, they, like, they looked at the man, and they fucking mooned him. Yeah. And they said, fuck you. Fuck you, boys. Which is so- what, this is, wait, that's what America's about. Wait, okay, yes. you go. The Articles of Confederation came before the Declaration of Independence. Okay. And then it was somewhat a weak foundation, and then it fell through, and then comes later, 1776, the Declaration of Independence. Afterwards, around the 1780s, that was the Federalist Papers. Let me read. Uh, The Federalist, commonly referred to as the Federalist Papers, is a series of 85 essays written by Alexander Hamilton, John Jay, and James Madison between October 1787 in May 1788, they were published anonymously under the pen name Pubulus, Pubulus. Oh, so they had pubic hair. <laughs> and New York State Papers at the time. And it was published to urge New Yorkers to ratify the proposed United States Constitution. So it was in it was, it was commentary um, about what these different things the Constitution was saying. Hmm. And so you have these. And you guys. know they were drinking coffee. Yeah, they were drinking, None of that tea shit. Yeah, they were drinking coffee. They were drinking kava. Actually, they, they were probably booze. drinking tea if it was before the Boston Tea Party. Yeah, yeah, dude. The Boston Tea Party was lame. Take that back, <laughs> motherfucker. I grew up in Massachusetts. Oh, is that what That was had? like my favorite piece of history that they were oh, just like tea party? pushing all the fucking it's tea actually gangster dude. dude dude it is gangster it's like mafia shit so i talked to a friend the other day a good friend of mine jesse it's a local hawaiian boy a hawaiian gentleman and we got to talking He's and i asked him how he, how he was doing and he said man you know i just i'm homesick i've never been away from home this long from his house so let's say he went to a camp or like a Boarding school, maybe a week or two, but he's never been a month in change away from his home. And he goes, I'm just homesick. He goes, we're mm. doing all right, but I'm homesick. I want to go back. And then he just went real quick into a rant. Well, I don't give a fuck about these conspiracy theories. Now, I don't give a fuck. Right? It's Lahaina, cuz. Lahaina. Right? Fires fucking happen. It's Lahaina, cuz. It's fucking hot. Fires happen. Yep. Like, they happen every day, and fucking that's what it is. He goes, all this shit about direct energy, and he went into that. And I guess he was upset because he felt like... People were focused, as you mm. talked about the other night at the mm. Bar, focused on something that they weren't doing anything about, right? They're just talking oh, about dude, something. People love that shit. Right? And then afterwards he goes, but I will say this. What? Do I think that maybe the United States did that? Okay, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if they had their hand in it and it was all planned. But I mean, he goes, because the United States government are the biggest fucking gangsters out there. They're the baddest gangsters out there. The Federalist Papers. That's the Boston Tea Party. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're talking about the FBI, Herbert Hoover. You're talking about you're talking about the CIA. You're talking about all these things. He was like, they're the baddest gangsters out there. Mm. He goes, so why wouldn't they be able to do it? He goes, well, I don't want to talk about it because what the fuck are you going to do? What you going to do? Exactly. Something like it? That's like, you can get to the level of IQ where you're like, oh, they did this and but then you get to the the peak IQ where you're like, you just put everything in this 
this filter of do I have control over it? Do I have agency over these aspects? Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you, like you save so much mental energy yeah. <laughs> and so much physical and emotional energy as well. It's because like, stuff it's like that'll get you. It'll get you upset. It get you hyped up, and it's like then you feel helpless because you're like, what are we gonna do? Right. And that's when you talk about bigger things. So we'll go into the Federalist Papers from here. But you talk about bigger things than you and these kind of these, these big conspiracies or this big mm. kind of like when i was working for the zip line and i was like we mm. got to do something about it yeah it was we could still talk about it and i was done talking about it i was now trying to do something about it yeah and so it would have all been nigh all been for nothing if i hadn't have gone through and tried to rally the troops and i did and we did something about it now it didn't come out to the exact conclusion we wanted but we did something about it and i think the reason people say Oh, it just it's just how it is and they're apathetic and they just let things happen is because they don't know what to do about it or they're scared yeah. or they're afraid of how do you go about it and how do you navigate? And a lot of times you have to put yourself on the line. And these guys that wrote the Federalist Papers, think about this. They started with pen names. Started with pen names because they're putting their reputation on the line. They were talking about the ratification of the Constitution. So it would talk about, let's say, the taxes. It would talk about, you know, currency, correspondence, business, uh, slave, different things like that. They're talking about why. They're talking in, in, they're pro Constitution and pro for ratifying different things for a better, you know, United States, for a better union, Mm. a, a better entity that is a sovereign entity. But the Federalist Papers are. Amazing documents. Amazing. When I was 15, mm. looked at my friends. I would, we went to church a lot. And we went to churches for people like that were intellects. Not all of them had college degrees and stuff. But these are guys that were homeschooled, guys that read a lot, studied a lot, wrote. And I remember one day I was like, dude, I want to write something like that means something. He's like, what do you mean? Like a Federalist paper. And he goes, well, that's, that's a serious thing, Tim. I'm like, yeah, dude, I want to write one. Like a modern one. And he was like, all right. And then he got on a computer and he like put different bullet points. He's like, well, then you need to do this. Like start with this. We need to kind of uh, do not a survey, but uh, kind of a summary of different points and Mm. and outline how you're going to write this. And I never wrote it because I was dumb and full of cum back then. But we should write a Federalist paper. Mm. So you're from Massachusetts. Hold on, uh, lift up the towel. <laughs> Everything's going cattywampus. Um, oh, man. Well, you, you fix, you got to put the pop filter in front of the mic, and then you might have to do some adjusting there. Ah! I'll let you figure it out. There's a bunch of knobs. So, so essentially, the Federalist, the Federalist Papers were written for news articles yes in the new york state papers and other papers to kind of program the public to believe them on board okay um and your question to me was just now you're from massachusetts so you have a rich history in just regular everyday life of the things that happen massachusetts does have a rich history that was one i think it's the most um, 
what's the word? I don't want to say rectifying, but it's one of one of the best parts about Massachusetts is the is the history that's there. But there's a lot of war that happened there too. Um, <clears throat> but just like the people that lived there um, for a period of time, you know, Ben Franklin, the schools that exist there because of these kind of founding fathers. Um, and, and growing up, it was just like, uh, yeah, these people were here, and this is where shit went down. This is where revolution revolution happened. Like, revolution, dude. And that's an interesting thing. Um, I'm not too sure. Like, I don't, like, even when I hear about history, I don't like to believe it fully because I wasn't there. Yeah. You know? It's Um, like, was Pocahontas Brown? I wasn't there. She could have been blue-eyed and white. <laughs> or was she even... Was it even a real story or something? Right. But I'm sure it was, but... I just think about the idea of revolution and how powerful that is. Oh, I love revolution. Um, and the only thing that's coming to mind is is what I was talking about before we started, that book, Think and Grow Rich. Um, there's a chapter called the mastermind principle. So for those of you that aren't aware of thinking grow rich, it's a book for those of you that are stupid. Um, and I've read it and I'm not rich. So, um, you know, maybe you got to read it a few times. Um, but there's a, there's a chapter called the mastermind principle and it's probably one of the more important chapters. And it's this idea that, human brains and minds are like are like batteries and when you get them together their charges combine and not only do they combine but there's when you have two minds together our our brains combine and a third brain comes into the picture it's a spiritual brain that's kind of that makes sense it's kind of like there's more power here than just the sum of our parts yeah so there's a there's an increase. And the mastermind principle is this idea of getting together with two or more people. Two or more. You can't do it by yourself. That's biblical. Two or more. Exactly. And having a definite, direct aim, the book says, or goal or desire. And um, talks about how you got to get these people together. You have to work in harmony, in agreement with a definite goal. And so the book talks about the mastermind in terms of becoming wealthier. So you, you talk to people, you gain information, you give them your problems, they help you solve your problems, they give you their problems, you try and help the best you can. And the idea is to build this kind of network, this mastermind where everyone's working together. Um, and ideally in like a company, you'd have that. But the book says, the number one mastermind of all time as far as I'm concerned, and this is Napoleon Hill writing, and as far as America is concerned, were the gentlemen that signed the Declaration of Independence. And Damn. it's like, uh, reading this gave me chills. Yeah, because chicken skin, boy. I, I wish I had the book. I would, I'll read it in, a, in another podcast. I'll pull it up. But he says, the, the, these men were all in agreement 
on something, not everything, right. but something that that thing was freedom, you know, no taxation without representation, um, fairness, equality, equality, Kinda the ability least. to to believe in what you wish to believe in and in all these things. And, and they were willing to put their lives on the line for yeah. that. Oh, yeah. And so they essentially did. They put their lives on the line. They, they all got together and had this mastermind. And in that, there was enough power with their brains combined and then the additional whatever, you know, the superior third, the brain, third party of it, the yeah. divine brain, whatever that intelligence, that they were so focused on the single goal that they changed the course of history. They changed the course of an entire continent, a landmass, an entire subs, subdivision of humanity in, in, a, in a signing of a paper. And had they not done it together, it would not have happened. Amen. 1776, bitches. So, you know, it sounds like well, we already mentioned it, but it's revolution. So, revolution is evolution, right? Rev- revolution. Right. We have to evolve and adapt, but if they didn't come together and mm. focus, it wouldn't have happened, right? As we just said. Right. But we have to evolve and challenge, right? Evol- mm. Evolving, I believe, has to do with challenging, right? And, and that revolution is evolution. Now, some people I've talked yeah. to say... Oh, you want revolution? Go to a third world country. You don't want revolution. Go to Cuba. See how there's, you know, here's the thing though. Revolution is not just one thing that's blanket and that's what it looks like. It's not like. just violence. Yeah, it, it doesn't look the same everywhere. We we revolted in the, the zipline company. Uh, there was revolution I did, tried to do at the hotel. And then when I left the hotel, next thing you know, through all this disaster, all my friends are like, dude, all these managers that you fucking hated, and said that they were fucking shitty, they turned out to be shitty. And I was like, well, see, that's why I tried to raise awareness to get these people to evolve out of that kind of narrow-minded, that short-sighted ideology and and minded way of thinking. Right. And revolution is evolution. Evolution is revolution. And that's why I think humanity produces people like you. Oh, yeah, brown people. (laughs) Black people. Revolutionaries. People who are willing... To push the boundaries, maybe you weren't always like that. Maybe you developed like I wasn't. This. I wasn't. And we well, let's talk about that in a little bit. But I think this idea of revolution being evolution is really interesting, and I want to just connect it to cycles. Ooh, menstrual so, cycles. <laughs> no, menstrual cycles. <laughs> yes, exactly that. There is, there's a flushing. There's a, every month. There's a flush. Everyone's afraid. All my friends, at least, you know, not all of them. A good amount of my friends are, they talk a lot about the top, the elite, the people with all the money, the top banks, the, the Gildensterns and the Rosencrantzes, whoever. The Rosencrantz. You know, the Shakespeare's and the Gildenknots. <laughs> but, and the, it's like they, that the the conversation usually goes like how I don't don't like it to go. It's these people control everything. We're just puppets. And I what I that. want to connect with this idea that you just had is that 
revolution is evolution or revolution is a is a necessary step Ooh, to evolution. Okay. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a spark essentially and when revolution happens which it will always happen the higher ups the elites the whatever the gods the egyptian pharaohs the 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 french um um, monarchy will be beheaded. Oh, you know, if you just look at history, like that is how it goes. Mm-hmm. Either they're beheaded or they die of old age, but they never escape the cycles of time. And and revolution is inevitable, and and evolution is inevitable. And I think. More so, revolution comes when evolution is stunted. And so, yeah. revolution is a natural, like, um, almost like an immune response yeah. of the earth, of humanity, as, a, as a, an, a, an effect against this stunted growth. I take that, this, Darwin. Yeah. <laughs> but you think you know, Darwin, looking at finches and fucking feathered Dude, fuckers. I would almost relate that to nature, yeah, because... What? I read this in a book somewhere, and I, you know, there's it's still the theory of evolution, but I kind of in in the belief system that the the fish didn't become the bird because it was more advantageous. The fish became the bird because the fish desired to fly, right? And they were stunted, right? And it was like we just swimming. Right. And they're stunted. There's more to life than that. And and why in evolution do we just have these gaps? Because there's there, there's no evidence of interspecies. Like in in the fossil records, there's just jumps in species. Oh, it's like there's no record of like the. There's no in between. We don't have evidence of the in between species that would exist through a gradual period of time. It's just. They're just clicks up. That's why when we were growing up, it was always like the missing link. We, the missing we, and we link. still haven't found it. We still haven't found it. Um, Everyone's like, oh, look at that Down syndrome kid. He's the missing link. Oh, look at that Doug Bill Platifog. He's the link. It's like, no. You know, we did. Oh, keep going with that. Keep going. What, so, what a, so that could be the revolution where. Oh, the link is the revolution? No, no. Oh, well, maybe. No, but I'm saying that that jump is the species uh, going we're done with this we're we're growing bigger beaks you know what like this is a you know maybe it's just a this is a very far-fetched idea but it's far-fetched ideas that eventually become real but just like like picture yourself as an animal or like um a wolf or something i don't know um Oh, I dude, I like what you're a type of a bear, right? And and or I'm trying to think because it's hard. Um, or just we'll go back to humans. So you're a human. You're you're a Neanderthal. Yeah. Um, or you're like Homo erectus. <laughs> I'm not gay, in, bro. In a, in a, in a, <laughs> dude, I'm not gay, but 
was homo I am homo erected <laughs> was homo erectus not like an ape man was it just a fucking hard dick <laughs> walking around with fucking posable thumbs yes <laughs> but what if you were homo erectus in in I don't I don't want to say it's as simple as one homo erectus person decided I'm going to evolve but I I have a feeling that energy, like that energy of it's time for change. It's time for something better. Well, we deserve at least better. two or more, right? So maybe it's a group of them. A group of them, yeah. A group of them that separated and evolved mm-hmm. and then passed on their traits. But that's just kind of like using the theory of evolution to talk about this topic where it's, 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 it's levels up. There's no gradual. It's yeah. just like, and let's go here. Let's yeah. let's just let's choose this next level and go there rather than be vague about where we're going. So it's rather it seems unconventional because it's like we understand this idea of science and and nature and that you need to see the gradual change, right? It makes sense. It's like you're a kid, you grow, you get taller. But you talking about mm. that, and since we brought this up. I think the reason that we look for the link but can't find it is because when, let's say, the fish or homo, homo, homo fucking recto fucking whatever, Dude. yeah, when they they combine right, two or two or more get together and they decide there is a jump, like you said, and the link mm. will use this idea of mm. declaration of independence and this idea that's like well, what happened? They put their lives on a the line. These guys they focused and then people died. Now, it's not necessarily about violence, but where was the link? The link was in the people that are gone, right? So you're not going to see the gradual because they're gone. You won't see the gradual because the jump was we need to do something and there will be in some sometimes a sacrifice. Mm. So you're not going to see the gradual. There's just the link. And this idea for us for us to make sense, it we think it has to be gradual. But why does it? Because. You practice to jump higher and jump higher, right? No one sees you practicing. They just hear about how you practice. And then one day the guy goes into a basketball game and he fucking can jump up high and slam dunk. You're like, oh, he was in high school. He couldn't fucking do that. You don't see the practice. We're not going to see the link. And it's almost not about the link. It's about Mm. that. Like you said, it's those levels up. I fucking like that shit. Well, I agree with you except for that one point. If people die, you would be able to find evidence. There would be fossil records. Fuck that, no. Because everyone's dead in the fossil record anyway. I don't believe in fossils. So death wouldn't mean we couldn't... I just... Well, all the intelligence, right? All the creativity and beauty that's in in the cemetery. Right. 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 So yes, it is there. It's magic. Evolution is magic. Yeah, we still don't. Ha- we still it's, it's still not a law. It's still not yeah. seriously a law. We know it happens. We know things expand, and on on Earth at least, life becomes more intelligent. Yeah, through through time and through periods of transition. But like even on Earth, the development of life happened in stages of essentially mass extinction events. So so there were the dinosaurs. And it didn't go a gradual dinosaurs to humans. It was dinosaurs and then it was 
meteors. Yeah. Destroyed all of them. Arby's, boy. So it went dinosaurs, and it went mammals. Like, it went dinosaurs, and then let's, let's yeah. level this up. Like, it's almost as if the patterns of Earth are, have this, have it this way for a while until we can't take it anymore and we have to it's not like a right a gradual growth it's a you know that kind of pattern and you know what's also interesting is that kind of pattern exists in the in the atom um in oh, the ele- in the electron orbital states do you remember that in chemistry no i, I was in remedial classes <laughs> i never took well, chemistry well you know the history i know the chemistry yeah. <laughs> when in a so the way electrons are around an atom um that determines a lot of things like chemical bonds and it determines ter- determines like the release of energy from mm. atoms and, and such um so as far as i'm under I, I understand it the electrons exist in definite levels of energy above okay. and below the atom and they never exist in between. They can exist in anywhere around in this in between, but there's these kind of it's like a wave pattern. They can they they more so exist here and exist here, and they call these um, like the orbitals or the energy states. And so if you add energy to the system, it'll go up. If you add more energy, but if you if you release energy, it'll and go down, and maybe it'll release light or or heat or something. And so the transition of energy in the atom exists in definite levels or like like locative planes, not in a completely gradual scale, a sliding scale. And I think that's almost reflecting of how evolution works when we we sort of, uh, bless you. God damn it. When we sort of level up, when we decide to revolt, right. that's us going. That's that energy, right? Holy, Holy shit. Dude, that's the energy right there. <laughs> dude, that's fuck, the universe dude. saying, no, they figured it out. <laughs> the Martians are like, they're almost there. They're going to cosmically <laughs> orgasm. Fuck. <laughs> shit. They know too much. Kill them all. Holy shit. Oh, God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's Get, distract them. <laughs> yeah. They're not supposed to know this on Earth. Yeah. Put some titties in front of them. <laughs> but Earth will be there will be no reason to be on Earth anymore. Tell them. Put in their minds. Hole forms. <laughs> I the, love the, titties. The, the Martians are like red. Project Red. <laughs> Hit the red button. <laughs> Dude, I would be if they, if you put titties in front of me, I'd be so distracted. Because when I see some, yeah, when I some see Martians, some, if you're hearing, if you want us to stop, yeah, you have to just give us a lot of women yeah. just in our lives just that want to be with us that you know yeah. just just top in our bedrooms whenever yeah. we want them just yeah. we blink our eyes twice and they come <laughs> um or I'll, I'll like wiggle my ears you know yeah so that's how you can distract us. That's um, how you can put us off the rails. Well, because when I see some whole milk handbags, I get fucking, <laughs> I get fucking, I get hot, boy. Uh, when I see some dairy cones, some fucking vitamin D drippers, <laughs> and boy, I fucking, <laughs> I just fucking, woo! So, oh, woo! Well, I, I want to get back on that so we can continue this well, earthgasm. Man, 
so this idea of the the electrons and the charged yeah the first thing i thought of when you talked about levels i think it's inherent in nature if you look at geology like i took historical geology and we would see rock rocks and of course when you have different types of rock and sand and stuff and you look at the side of like a creek bed or like a mountain or like a cliff you'll see the different types of rocks right now you mm. may see it like oh it's suddenly gradual from you know let's say sand to clay or something like that but the idea is the professor made a seat you can see very clearly the division lines like it was just one and then it was the other it, it was it was they were compartmentalized it was mm. separate and so that's that level up right it's like oh it was sand here now it's clay you know mm. yes you may see it like kind of kind of melt into the next one but if, if it was gradual, it would just look like a nice gradient. But that's not what you see. You, no. see, you see the definitive lines. Levels, yeah. yeah, you see the definite levels. And that, to me, thinks even in nature, it's saying, it's showing that, like that with that energy, that in the electrons that we were talking about, it's yeah. the three, two or more that come together. That's the energy. Boom. Revolution. Bam. Level up. Titties. Dude, bag up, son. Bag up, bitch. Dude, level up. Um, 100%. And I think... This is what happens in our minds where it doesn't it doesn't matter even if it's in your own individual life there comes a point where you you decide I'm not willing to take this anymore whatever it is health problems relationship problems you know I'm not willing to be abused anymore I'm not will like I level up and then you just voom, to this new level and you never go back Never. Unless you're in a, in a state of a lot of stress and you might dip back, but you usually stay. It usually, once you get to that level, it's easy to stay there. It's oh! Just, <laughs> oh, shit. They're like, they're like you're getting like, it again. Stop it! Stop talking about this. Oh my gosh. They're like, there's no point of living. <laughs> the whole point of living is to forget this. Dude, every time that wind fucking hits. I should that. go pee because yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like. <laughs> so, it's gonna be another fire at this point, dude. Dude, some alien was just fucking jacking the fuck off, and he was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> he, he's his he, he's like the security guy for Earth. <laughs> he's like got like a billion TVs and everything. He's just like, <laughs> he's like "My boss is gonna be so mad." <laughs> he just like throws his Dunkin' Donuts out. Fucking these glazed donuts suck. It's, They've got it. <laughs> It's like it's like the fucking Star Wars, the, and they like Darth Vader is the ruler, and like Darth Vader's like right over his shoulder, and he's like missing this, and Darth Vader's like, "What is that? What are they talking about?" Well, uh, Mr. And he's like, "Sir, they're talking about leveling up, Sir Vader at some side." He keeps saying, "Bag up." I didn't know what that meant at first, but now they're saying, "Level up." And I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll read something for him. You go do that. We can't. We have to come back to this, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We should come back to it. Are you going to go pee? I do. Oh, okay. Yeah, you read whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So we're going to read a quick yoam. I'm going to read a quick yoam. There are grave injustices in this world. 
There are many great triumphs, but forever it seems we will carry the sins of our fathers in country, in family, and in personal. In personal property. Purple personal. I don't know what that word is. Personal something that load. Sorry, this was written in Scribble's first draft. In family and personal property, we'll say, or pre- perspective, perspective, I don't know. That load, that weight we carry so naturally and painfully is of the greatest error we've accomplished. A horrible sin indeed. We have done wrong. Pug knows we will, we will do wrong. And there is nothing wrong with doing wrong. So what must we do? Maybe nothing. Plow the land itself. The land of our lives and let it all grow back. You see plants, trees, they got it right. They do not carry their sins but bury them. Recycle in the ground again. Live, die, and march on like Martin. They give life and love life. Don't know what it's called. It's untitled. But, yeah, it's another little uh, piece of literature by Texan Pueyo at Texan Pueyo at Substack. Check them out. That's my favorite one. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's called Untitled, bitch. Untitted titled. It's called Entitled to be Untitled. It's, it's called Titled Titties. Title Titties? Title Titties. Ooh, dude, those yeah. are the best kind. When they're like, got that salt water on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're yeah. coming right out of the tidal pools. Oh, yeah. Well, I kind of like to have, I like big areolas and then like, you know. You really do. Really? Pointy t- I like all tits, actually. Oh, I don't okay. have any uh, you, I, preference. It seemed like you were into those pepperoni. Oh, yeah. Which is totally, uh, absolutely fine. Well, yeah. I just, it surprised me. Yeah, if you ever meet I a... I figured you would be into, like, the, the pencil tip. Yeah. Oh, I like those, cuts too. Cuts your tongue a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Them, them fucking uh, glass cutters. What, <laughs> them glass cutter titties? Dude, that's what I got, dude. When, I, when it's cold out, I got my shirt off, yeah. dude. You look at my... Little tiny nips, dude. Yeah. They're gonna cut glass. They're gonna cut your corneas. <laughs> Did we had a? They're gonna cut your ret. <laughs> we, we had a uh, um, uh, mechanics, uh, auto mechanics teacher in high school. Right, this old fucking country dude. This old fucking redneck white dude had glasses, real skinny. Always had snuff or cigarettes in his pocket, and um, it was this. Uh, I think her name was uh, Marissa. And she was this Latina girl. <laughs> she came by, and uh, he goes, she walked by, and we were all sitting there. He goes, God damn, she cut glass with them things sticking out. <laughs> right, nobody cared. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, we agree. <laughs> you know, uh, whatever. Oh, was she that's, not wearing a bra? Is that what you said? <laughs> uh, I don't know, but them some bitches, she could have been wearing a bra. Some bitch cut right through them, boy. A little peeking holes. Little peeking that was holes. the best. I remember my first time growing up that I saw, because I grew up around very modest Women, for the most part, you know, yeah. cover everything up, turtlenecks and all that kind of so stuff. So they're white. They weren't black. Yeah, um, yeah they were white. That's, that's New England. <laughs> well, that was my family. <laughs> my family is white. <laughs> I mean, it's just. Yeah. But, but um, go ahead. So they, I remember I was at a baseball game. Oh, I remember it was yeah. the coach's wife. Yeah. <laughs> Huge knockers, dude. And <laughs> she was just wearing the yeah. skinniest white shirt. Yeah. And you could see, like, the full, and I, I just my young, whatever, 11-year-old mind was just like. Shit. <laughs> or maybe I was, like, eight or nine. Yeah, at 11, I was, like, I was a lot older. Than, 
eight or nine, I was like, oh my goodness. This is really, this is what life's about. <laughs> you know, you, to- like you see that for the, like as a kid, <laughs> you're like, why isn't everyone doing this? Right. She know? had them half and half helipads. And I, you also realize like that's how she gets her way. Oh yeah. And she just walks up and be like, honey, can you pick up the kids later? <laughs> and he's just looks down and yes, whatever you say. Whatever you say. It's, 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 it's hypnosis really. Before we get into, um, the leveling up with the idea of evolution revolution. Do you remember the first titties you ever touched? Dude, I want a shirt that says that. Yeah. Dude, I'll get that tattoo. Fuck yeah. Evo- revolution evolution. Yeah. The first titties I ever touched were from a... Uh, your mom's. I'd, because oh, you were yeah. breastfed. Yeah, that too. But the second unless, ones, unless you were formula fed. No, no, no. I was breastfed. Why? I was sucking on them titties. Son. That's why you're so healthy. I, um, the first ones I ever touched was my neighbor's. And it was really it was his my my best friend growing up, it was his sisters, and she was a, a dark skinned lady. Fried chicken eating girl. You know what I mean? And They're the who, best, dude. Dude, I was probably in fifth grade. Oh my gosh, I remember that. Oh, I remember it. Oh, I remember Tr- it. And then afterwards, dude. I felt like I kind of did something naughty. I just ran right because there were neighbors. <laughs> I just ran back to my house. Oh, I thought you were staying there for longer. Y'all were playing thought y'all were playing basketball. Like, oh, we're done, mom. We're done. Oh, okay. I'm gonna find you're like I accomplished everything I needed to. <laughs> yeah. I have been enlightened. We're done. I need to go sit in my room and stare at the ceiling for a long time. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. You leveled up then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Them creamer candles, boy. Just burning at the tip. It's interesting, though, like, th- this idea that... At least in terms of humans and in terms of my own life and my friends lives um oh i'm so happy neville's right there yeah that's why we're having this conversation yeah he's the epitome of leveling up and change happens in an instant change you know it seems like it happens over time but it doesn't it seems like you build that habit over time and you do but the change happens, the change inside of you happens in an instant. It's immediate. <clears throat> like you, like your child's born, changed mm-hmm. in an instant. There's a lot of things that led up to that, but that leveling up, that change in consciousness, change in the way you look at things. That's right away. Yeah. It happens, it's like a click. And yes, the habits lead to that. And I almost want to say what happens with the habits is you build up energy. And the energy builds up to the point where you, you bump up just like in an atom. You um, and I think that's how the earth works. The energy builds up. The energy builds up. And then there's a new right. level of something. Or even in humanity, the energy builds up. And then revolution. And then leveling up. Or, or even just, even just us deciding we want to make our lives better or different. Where there's a building up of pressure, and then there's a release of that pressure. There's a building up of energy. There's a building up of I don't like this, and then yeah. uh, even it's like it's like sex. It's yeah. orgasm. The building up of tension, and then the release, mm-hmm. and that just seems like an, an eternal rhythm 
in life. This Hell this yeah. leveling up, and it be, but it's a leveling. It doesn't seem like you go back down. It, just, it seems no. like no after after it it levels up, right? Then it's back to building back up. You think everyone's like, oh, it goes back down. No, it doesn't go back down. Now since you've leveled up, you're building back up to, to level the next up level up again. So for you fucking pubic hair, always ex- expanding. Yeah, for the pubic hair peasants out there that don't understand, dude, I'm gonna mention some names: the Matt P-H-P's. Marlin, Matt Marlin, ZP. Fucking eight oh eight ferns, Nixon, dude. Are, are, these are our listeners, <laughs> Brian Regan, <laughs> Brian Regan, yeah. Um, uh, Matt Harnoy, S- Samuel L. Jackson. But I look at Jimmy, it, Jimmy, <laughs> Kevin, yeah. Um, yeah. Ryland, yeah, Ryland. Um, so think of it like a volcano. There's two examples I want to th- see if I understand what you're saying. So AA is an example in AA. But the first example, what's easier to get a, get across is a volcano, it builds up, and then when it's ready to erupt, it goes, right? Uh. But it's, everyone's saying, yeah, so it's a gradual change. No, because the action, the, the, the action that changes is the eruption, and it doesn't matter how long it took to build up. That's not a gradual change. It mm. got ready, and then boom, it happened, mm. right? Then it creates new land masses, right? Just like new islands. Yeah. So, Volcanoes are sacred because they are this idea of rebirth and new life, evolution, revolution. Dude. So then in AA, I met this one guy when I was in AA, and he was late to the AA meeting. He came in, and you share. And he goes, yeah, my name is, like, Javon or some stupid shit like that. And he goes, I just want you to know why I was late. Uh, I've been having all these problems. He had problems, like, lost his wife, lost his business, all these things. He didn't actually have any, like, criminal thing that happened but he was losing his business he's in lawsuits mm. now and he said my friends told me they're like he's in lawsuits yeah he was in lawsuits and stuff and he said my friends told me dude just come to the bar like let's talk about this you need to just like you need to get this stuff off your chest and he goes and i, I stood outside the bar and then i left and i came to the a meeting and i stood outside for 30 minutes and then i came inside and he goes i decided not to drink today but he goes i drank yesterday and I was hearing, and what you hear in AA is you hear this all the time. Oh, I got 30 years sobriety, 15, 20, 45, 47. And I just stopped. And I'm the young buck. And I go, hey, Javon, I want you to know that your decision to not drink today, right, it wasn't this gradual thing. It was just as powerful, even more powerful Mm. than 40 years because it's exactly the same. Because mm. it is a current, immediate, it is a, it is a conscious decision right mm. here now in the present to say, I wasn't going to drink. And then everyone's like, now you got to get more years. It's not about the length because the next day is just that day. The past is gone. You're doing it again. It's a single thing. So it wasn't a gradual like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to, it was building up to, am I going to do it now or am I not going to do it right. now? And he right. decided not to. Right. And some of the people were like, what are you fucking talking about? But. I felt like it was very insightful because he, I, I wanted him to realize that what he did is not something trivial. He was just as strong as someone that has done it every day for 47 years. Not, I did it for 47 years. Yeah. I did it every day. So that's, that's that level up. It's that hmm. it, it builds up and then you make the decision. And then it changes because you don't become sober overnight. You become sober when you make that decision. The change happens instantly. Yeah. And then the next day, he's building up again. And then if he doesn't sober, right, he hasn't backslided. 
right? What happens is he's built up and then he made the decision to not be sober. Well, guess what? Now that is a new frontier he has to battle. And there's a reason he's thinking, but I was yesterday. So now he's navigating through this idea of the knowledge of knowing what it's like to make the opposite decision. And he's building back up to do something different. It's a new challenge, even though they say it's the same challenge, if that makes sense. And it's always leveling up. The change happens instantly. Incredible. I agree with you. Titties. There's a, yes, titties. There is a author that I like. Um, he's also on the, the webs, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. And he's a chiropractor, doctor, so I'd put that in there. Uh, if you like Tim's spitting sounds, comment in the comment section. <laughs> Sorry. Well, no, but they might like it. You know, they're like, oh, it's like they're someone's like, just jerking it to the. Fucking oh, love this God. shit, dude. You're just like. I had a friend that um, he was not a big fan of. We were watching a show on HBO. Mouth noises. And he was like, oh my gosh. It just There's a lot of people like that. And I was like, I you don't like it? Like he was that. like, because that dude's blowing another dude. It's so gross. And I was like, okay, if you closed your eyes and walked in and didn't know it was two guys committing these sadistic acts, I was like, well, that's the same sounds that a girl makes. He was like, yeah, but that's hot. I was like, but it's the same sound. How do you fucking know the difference unless you saw? I was like, you're a fucking idiot. Let me find out Tim's gay now. Yeah, O'Kiger would, boy. You're just like, how, you're like, how is it not hot? Yeah. <laughs> all <laughs> two dudes blowing each other. Yeah. How is that not turning you on? He's <laughs> like, <laughs> all mouth noises are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> being human. But uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza is. Um, He was a guy who got in a car accident, broke his spine. They told him he'd be in a wheelchair for life. And with the power of thought, he healed himself. That's the basic premise, and he teaches all about what that was. What he did was he visualized his vertebrae and how it's supposed to look. And he just kept visualizing it and building that picture until... He had it so clearly in his mind that it was it was real in his mind, and his body followed suit. And I'm a believer of miracles. I, I, talking with Jacob, we should have him on the podcast. But he, being in a, the Pentecostal oh, church, yeah. he's seen a lot of miracles happen. And the miracles they. They usually happen as a, a leveling up. You know, it doesn't happen gradually. It seem, doesn't seem like it happens gradually. But anyways, the uh, Joe Dispenza has a very popular or very common th- thing he phrases. And he says, in order to change your personal reality, um, you have to change your personality, your identity. And so when the alcoholics become sober, they're choosing almost in a, in a way to say, I, I'm just, I just don't drink. I just, that's not me. It's not me. It's not me anymore. Right now, you know, I don't, I don't even like it. You change that in your mind and it's, it's, that happens in an instant, it happens in a. This is not for me. So, I'm. 
I'm no longer that person. Mm. I'm, I'm a new, I'm a different, I'm, I'm sober. I am, <clears throat> but even saying I'm sober is almost like saying I'm an alcoholic, you know, when right. people say they're sober, it's like, so you had a problem. Yeah. But it's like, and that's a school of thought, a mindset we need to change, change that perspective on it's it. It's like, I, that's not me. Right. It's not mean. It's not, it's not that it's not something I don't do or do. It's, it's not me. Cause it's a, what we do is about our personality. It's about who we are, who we identify as. And so when you change your daily actions, it's not the actions that are changing. It's you that's changing. It's your personality that's changed. So like when you go from someone who watches porn all day and jerks off Hell every yeah. day to someone who has a passion and starts going out and meeting girls, it's a leveling up or it's just a, it's a, it's a change in levels. It doesn't need, it doesn't, you don't necessarily always level up because I think you can go down a level. I think if you, but you're always changing. Not always changing, uh, right? But you you're should. always probably going some direction. Yeah, you know. And I think more, more commonly, we're always leveling up. And if you're not, you probably need help. You probably need to go to therapy or find someone to help you because it's it's a natural thing to feel like you're leveling up. I think if if feel like your life is going downhill, you need help. You need. You say this a lot. Addiction. Is or, or the opposite of addiction isn't sobriety; it's connection. It's connection. Hooey! And that yeah. was like some German guy that had said it that I think Joe Rogan had on his podcast, but I thought it was phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Um, but it happens in an instant when you decide to to work out or to to be healthier. You you just do it. You just do it. It be, just becomes part of you. You just wow! I'm going to the, I'm going to the gym. That's what. It's like it's not like why are you going to the gym? It's like well, I just just cause. It's like that's who I am. I, I like it. It's that is something. Who I am. That's what I do. I gym. I go to the gym. And then I gym. when you don't go to the gym, people who don't work out, and I've been in both camps. Um, I haven't worked. I haven't gone to the gym consistently for a few years now. But you also that those kind of people. You you sort of. I don't want to admit this, but my mindset is like. Ah, I don't. Need, I don't need to, you know. My mindset is just so. And my personality has changed mm-hmm. to the point where I'm not like. I need to go to the gym, and it's something I have to do. It's more so. I'm like, well, I mean, I just, I just live my life. Like, I don't know what's the point in spending your time in a box, and and. I'm not saying this to say gym is good or bad. I'm saying this to say it's a level. Ch- it's a. It's a. It's a, change. In more than just your actions, it's a change in the level of your thinking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I was going to the gym a lot to deal with emotional problems. I didn't realize I wasn't dealing with because <laughs> um, every time I had like emotional turbulence, I'd be like, I just need to go to the gym for three hours. It's a good release. It's um, a good. Uh, it's therapeutic. And then I started getting heart palpitations at the gym, <laughs> and, and I was like, Well, maybe I should deal with my emotional. Uh. But it's really. This is a really interesting topic. Yeah. Because I'm seeing the, the correlations in everything now. This level change. We should, we should 
Do you think a, it's? Go ahead. Do you think it's a decision? It's always a decision. No, I think if it was always a decision, that would mean our hand is always the moving piece, and you, yet there's that outside okay. force. In economics, there's like the invisible hand. Um, in church, there's the Holy Spirit. There's God's hand. Oh, oh yeah. Right. So, the, so it's not always a decision. Sometimes, I think okay. you're like, for instance, the alcoholic, the guy or whatever. He's like, all right, I choose not to drink, right? But the next day, let's say he's not focused on that anymore because he's like, I conquered that yesterday, and then the next day, he just goes. Let's say he goes to the gym, and then maybe that wasn't his thought or decision it was just like oh i i think it's hard to describe like it's like sometimes there's a point maybe to think of it like you said with the gym like you make the decision one time and then Mm. it just kind of happens after that you're just like well this is what i do now and you're not sitting there going oh i must go to the gym because if i go running i'm gonna tell myself i'm gonna go running today and then the next day i just get up and go I don't remember saying, I'm going to do it today. It just happened again. Mm. But then when I take a few days off, I have to consciously make that decision again. Right. So I think there is, um, I think there is some of it that, that leveling up and that change. But my argument to that is that you had, you denied, you, you've yet to identify as a runner. You've yet to identify as someone who's going to run every day. Right. And for, probably for a good reason, because maybe you don't want to, you know, <laughs> like, But like, when people, when people change and their their daily habits change, I believe that that happens on a deep, like visceral, this is who I am level. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm a huge believer of this because I, in the, in the change and the progression of my, my health, there had to be, there had to be personality changes where I went, you know, you go from essentially being a victim to victor. You go from, I'm not a in control to, you know what? Fuck it. I'm choosing to be in control. Okay. And that comes with a person that comes with a personality change. Like if you, if you met me when I was like 13, 14, 15, you'd be like, who is, this is nothing like this guy I'm talking to right now. Um, and most people are, are like that, I would say. There's that much change. I hope. Well, it's but you, you're, it's your personality that changes. It's like who you decide you are. You know, it's like if you're, an, if you're a bitch. Yeah. And everyone's like, you're a bitch. Yeah. And eventually that comes to a point where you're like, wow, I don't want to be a bitch anymore. Yeah. You have to, there's a change. Yeah, I don't want to be Oprah anymore. And the change isn't that I'm a bitch. I'm always going to be a bitch. So let me just try and be nicer. No, because every nice thing you do is going to be bitchy. Yes. You're going to do, you're going to be like, hey, you some coffee. <laughs> Can I get you some more toaster strudel? <laughs> I'm not a bitch. <laughs> I f- no, you, you change, you, you, in your mind, you become gregarious generous Ooh, college baby caring yeah you you, you 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 there's a certain amount nietzsche talked about it master mentality versus slave mentality right there's the um mm. the madman and i don't know it verbatim but he talked about the madman comes into this like old town and he's got this like lamp 
this oil lamp or whatever and he's just like where's god where is he at you know it's like either i'm too late or i'm too soon this kind of thing and it was like they, they said he was a madman but the idea was uh it was master mentality versus slave mentality i remember the professor talked about it and he was like are you going to be eating chips on the couch watching tv or are you going to take control he was in mm. people don't like it when you use words like slave and master mentality because of what they say it reminds them of but it's once again when you talk about jobs and vocations they'll say what's your um discipline what's your slave right uh i read malcolm x's autobiography alex haley and when he was went to like i think new york and he was talking to the guy. He's like, oh, you got a slave? And I was like, oh, wait. And he was like, you got a job. What's your slave? You know, what is this thing that you do? Mm. Right? And the idea is like, you want to get away from that mm. idea. Not the idea of that, like using the words, mm. but this idea in the mentality that you are in control, like you just said, like that point where it's like, this is what I'm doing. I'm now in control. Master mentality. I love that, dude. Nietzsche, boy. It just blew my mind. You are not the master of your own mind until you're also the slave Ooh, of your own mind. That's how you become the author of your salvation. You, you, you realize that. I would say this is why God, this idea of God is important. Because until you are a slave of your own mind. And, and what I mean by that is you become the master. You say, I will do this. We've all been there. Mm -hmm. you, you say that and then you don't do it. So you're not, you're not the slave. You, you think you're the master. Maybe you're the master for a second, but the master ain't a master without a slave. That's right. Right? So if you're not following the master of your mind, then you're and the master of your mind could could be correlated to the Holy Spirit or God. Right. Right. The master, the internal intuition, the, the heart, the wisdom that resides within. The things we all know we should be doing, but we just don't. Until you're a slave to those, until you will follow them with faith. You, you'll never be the master either. Right. So, so what are you following then? So, so one could say <laughs> that we're all slaves. We're always slaves until we decide to be the masters of our own kind of uh, bodies. Yeah, there's a movie, it's called, uh, is it? Really I forget what, forget what the movie is called, but it had Jason Statham and Andre 3000 in it. It was very good. Did you say Andre 3000? Yeah. Is that a car model? No, it's, uh, that's his rapper name. <laughs> you know, um, Andre, the, yeah, the, the shake the photograph, you know, shake, shake like a polo. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. So I don't know artists in general. Like, yeah. in, in the movie, though, it's about the long con because no they're criminals. They're con men. It's the long con, and it's a a, a a mesh of the the mathematical and the quantum physics behind chess, chess moves, and winning a chess game, and the long con 
So you put those together, mm-hmm. but it's it's doing in the background, it's dealing with the id and the ego and how like you are a slave to your own mind. Your mind, like the I don't know if it was the id or the ego, but it's like it's the enemy. And you think it's your best friend. And then once you realize that, then you now are the master of it. Just like what you were saying, right? Realize. When you realize that like you have this thing inside of you that you're a slave to, right? You then become the one that you become the it or the ego. And then you are in control. And you're telling your, you're telling your body like, no, your, your body's going like, no, oh, we got to do this. Oh my gosh, we're going to die. Oh, it's raining outside. You're going to melt. Fucking witches and shit. And then you're like, no, 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 no. I'm in charge. That right. that's what I thought of when you were saying wow. like this. You have to master. You have to become wow. the slave. You have to realize that you are a slave. Realize that you are a slave to become the master, right? Because you you it's the duality. You have to have. They're they're both there and, right? and because the, there is no master if we are not slave to something or ourselves. We're a slave mm-hmm. to our mind, right? And at the end of the movie, in the credits, they have these like legit psychologists and therapists within the credits, like talking about like, oh, people don't realize like their biggest enemy is themselves. It's in their inside. It's really fucking cool. Oh, no, it's it's, it's, it's called revolver. I mean, the there's. In every story, there's conflict, and like some of the best stories is the self, mm-hmm. the conflict with the self. Can I? And, and, and you, 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 yeah, you're you're right. You have to get to the point where you realize that you've been a slave, and then and then you you decide to be the master, and you dis, and you say, and it and it comes in a moment where you go, enough of this. You go, um, and I think this is why this whole. There's a there's there's been a movement for like the past it's almost been ten years. Uh, 2015 was a long time ago. Um, since like 2015-ish, the, you know, Wim Hof, the Iceman, cold plunging, this idea of sub- submitting yourself to these cold temperatures and mm-hmm. and you you I mean I know there's breathing techniques, but in the breathing te- techniques help you get through it. But essentially, what what you're doing is you're jumping into cold and your body's having this. <laughs> slave reaction of get me out and and you're going breathe I'm in control I make the rules here and it's sort of like you're training your master and I think that is probably the power of of working out as well Mm -hmm. um so yeah you mentioned this in the stories I'm realizing I'm (laughs) I'm a slave. <laughs> you know, I'm realizing more and more like some of the things I do every day. It's Go like, get me coffee, white boy. <laughs> so this is when you dude, said my slave is white <laughs> and my master. Dude, is white. you're dude. dude no, my master is probably like a fucking like cockroach or something. <laughs> Mexican Kafka. You talking about Kafka? Franz Kafka, boy. You know about Kafka? Reading Kafka, The Metamorphosis. Good book. I don't know. So. Think about this. You said the stories, all these stories, there's this idea of conflict. And we're talking about master and slave. So think about this. If you take, let's say, Frodo, for example, with the ring in these stories. Hmm. So we're a slave, right? And the conflict is he's like, can I carry this burden? The burden was so much carrying the ring. And he he was like, I don't know if I can carry this burden anymore. And then he carried the ring all the way to the end. But how did he do it? Because then he realized 
the burden is not in control of me. I'm not a slave to the burden anymore. Two, I'm not a slave. I'm the master of this burden. And then he's able to move forward, right? Because so many times in the story, it was this conflict of, I don't think I can do this because mm-hmm. he was still, the slave part was still, it, it, you know, more powerful. Um, it, it, it's, it's kind of how I saw that. But this... this eventually... He becomes the master of the burden and casts off the burden. Yeah. Because doesn't the ring get, doesn't yeah. he eventually destroy the it ring? He gets destroyed, yeah. Um, and with, oh, doesn't Gollum die in the end too? Yeah. It's almost as if Gollum and the ring were Frodo, uh, Frodo's, um, Were they the snow? They were the they were the surrogate masters, the masters mm-hmm. that that were not the true masters. So they were the masters Frodo was following, and yeah. he cast them off cast into them the off, yeah. into the volcano, because Gollum represented the master that is demented and mm-hmm. tormented, that is leading you towards these things that don't serve you. My ring, put the oh, ring on. Shit. And and that it, he burned, it, but the ring burned. But they they're one and the same. The and so once you cast them off, the old master and slave, you get rid of them. Then you become the new master, right? You have to cast them off. There is this interesting thing that Gollum hmm. had a had a very uh, intimate and somewhat equal kind of this relationship with Frodo because they were experiencing the same burden. Right. Right. And he felt like he was master. Right. You know, cause Gollum was like, yes, master. Cause he had the ring. Right. Mm. But the idea was he was still a slave to Gollum too, because he experienced the same burden. And like you said, when they went off, right. And sometimes in evolution, in revolution, what has to happen is, as you just said, like the, the burden has got to be cast off. Right. So then there's a mm. new, evolutionary start there's a new revolution so Gollum mastered his slavery by dying with the ring right and so that sacrifice is real and it doesn't have to necessarily be that life or death sacrifice but in that respect it has to be you it, it has to be that's why they talk about in the bible my mom always talked about dying to yourself you have to die to yourself Dude, I want to meet your mom. Except the slavery that you had, that sin or whatever evil has over you, you die to yourself and you do that for the master. And once you die to yourself, it's anew and then you are the master. She didn't say that part, but that's what we're going to, she was smarter than she knew. So in some ways, death, death is a way to escape the slavery. Death is a way because, because. And that's, that's revolution. I don't know if you believe in rebirth, but I'm sort of of the idea that uh, we come to earth thousands of times and we live life thousands of times. And I think we do it for fun mostly. And I think we're just kind of, you know, immortal beings that are just like, you know, heaven's great and all, but we need to mix it up a little bit. Let's go to earth, you know, that kind of thing. Um, something like that. But I think that, that dying is a way to, to cast off, these these ideas but the the more delicious mm. thing to do is is to in 
the carn in the carne, the meat suit, Ooh-wee. to to evolve and show yourself that you are not the slave, that you, that you are this entity outside of that. You're this spirit or something. Yeah, well, that's our- really that's really profound. That analogy with with Gollum. Yeah, well, cast off your slave. Yeah, and your bird and your burden. Yeah, there has to become be. the master of it, so you can cast it off. So I think we in a lot of theology and philosophy, many times they talk about this idea of like death brings life, right? So of course, all the things we talk about, staying on topic though, but all the things we talk about kind of intertwine from play to myths to this to that consciousness. But the dying to yourself, biblically, the the death that brings resurrection, right? So what happened was they said Christ died on the cross, right? So he took the slavery and the sin. He took all of it upon himself. And then the, the story is he goes down to hell. And he fucking throws one of them Muhammad Ali, just one of Michael Jordan 360 dunks and fucks the devil up, right? So he casts off the burden of all of our sins and then he becomes the master, and that's why he was able to resurrect. So if you do not get rid of the burden, if you do not accept the slavery that you're a part of or in that burden, you, you don't get to become the master. And so in revolution, when we're evolving as human beings, evolving as plants or animals, we're moving forward, but we want, some, we want something better. So there is a certain amount of sacrifice, a burden that we have to take and that has to die. That part has to die, whether you mean physically, violently, within skirmishes and war, but it, there's something that has to die for the new to step in. And that's what we mean by revolution. That's what I'm talking about. Revolution, boy. I can get something, get suck on them lactose lollipops, boy. And that's where we're going to leave it for this episode. Renegade that Supreme. Come back. We're going to talk about it in part two. Boom, bitches. <laughs>